A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. It's the Golf Show with Brian Katrick. He's been the talk of the course today with his huge drives. You know, here's a guy. It's early Sunday morning. The sun is coming up. I'm on the you heard the laughter seven. of Chris Mascaro. So why do you love Liv so much? I'll reach across and slap no. him. We fired J.R. Ross. This court case doesn't matter. I didn't feel the need to acknowledge it. This guy can roll his rock. Big match coming up. I'm going to be Nina Caddy. What am I? You have circled an area of interest. No, I'm just not right. Golf requires goofy pants and a fat ass. I'd be expecting a lawsuit. You know, you don't deserve any credit hitting the ball with that swing of yours. Try to hit one with my swing. I'm catching on the ball, right? Moving my head. I'm laying it off. Well, that too. I'm pronating. I'm clearing too early. I'm clearing too late. My God, my swing feels like unfolding lawn chair. Step right up, folks. See if you can outdrive the amazing golf ball uh, whacker guy. Help me keep my head down. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole. Save me. This is a waste of everybody's time. Gunga, galunga. Happy Sunday morning to you. It is the Golf Show on the Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. We are live inside the studios here at the Battery. Chris Mascaro looking resplendent. He has taken off his next <laughs> on the tee letter jacket. I wouldn't. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, BK. It is, uh, it's great to see you. J.R. Ross has uh, gotten lost again. Don't know where he is. Is he coming back? I think he might be. Really? Not sure. <laughs> Nobody tell him. He might start showing up on Tuesday mornings. <laughs> Adam Crooks on the other side of the glass. 828 this morning for Adam Crooks. He's Impressive. Just strolling in here with confidence nowadays. You know, becoming producer really does that to you. Oh. Did you, you think he named himself the producer? <laughs> well, I mean, what else am I? Yeah, I don't know. You could be the producer. You're doing great. Who Who else would be the producer? Yeah, we don't really have one. Okay. Well, then I'm I'm the producer. <laughs> so, by the way, he's already learned a couple of good first lessons in radio right there, Chris. That's that. He just named himself. So, nobody's wrong. That's me, then. That, exactly right. <laughs> I think he's director, producer, executive producer. Who take I'll it take all. executive producer. There executive producer sounds way better. Who it. ordered the breadsticks? I got to order breadsticks. That's mine. Me. Me. I, got I ordered the breadsticks. Nobody else ordered the bread. That's mine. Mine. <laughs> Well done, Adam. You're you're coming a long way. Thank you. <laughs> That's very good. Yes, credit. Adam uh, gets credit. Yeah, remember the uh, the movie Catch Me If You Can. The, yes. Uh, all the roles that uh, Frank Abagnale played, just because he was gutsy enough to p- play them. It's a great job saying that name, by the way. Thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> That's that's how radio works. If you did start showing up here during the week, you could be running this place in a month. It's true. <laughs> it's true. I have every confidence. <laughs> At some point, David Dickey would stand up at a meeting and compliment this kid. <laughs> then the kid would leave, and he'd turn. Where, where did he? Did we? Who hired him? I don't know. Nobody really knows. He just. Does he, he produ- really work here? He was producing the golf show. <laughs> <laughs> was he? I guess he was. We have a golf show. <laughs> <laughs> That's more like it. Yeah, they know. They know we have a golf show. <laughs> Oh man, it's uh, it's great. We've already got a we got a trophy that's handed out already. We uh, we got it's Championship Sunday, so it's a big day on the channel. Uh, the gigantic soiree going on. Let's see what we got here. I got the I got the list right here. Um, that's a fancy the, word you used the, there. The list, uh, the NFL pregame show, Heath and Westy, right when we get finished, and then it's all on from there. Just wait for the rest of the day. This is the biggest day of the year. For this station. This is Super Bowl's only one game. This is two games. Oh, okay. 
And maybe it's not the biggest. It's like the restaurant industry. The restaurant industry has the busiest day of the year, like seven times a year. Mother's <laughs> Day, busiest day of the year. Oh, Easter Sunday, busiest day of the year. Oh, the day before Thanksgiving, busy. Uh, day after Thanksgiving, <laughs> <laughs> Christmas Eve. There's like nine busiest days of the year in the restaurant industry. Uh, we have several here, but this is one of them. So don't miss that. Yes. Uh, so the PGA Tour, smart enough to get out of the way. Saturday finish at Torrey Pines, and it's all over with. And we have uh, victory, Matthew Pavon. If you Love haven't that. Heard, if you haven't heard of Matthew Pavon, you're all right. <laughs> Because he's a rookie on the PGA Tour, a Frenchman off the European Tour. One of those guys that took the spots that he earned, top 10 off the European Tour every year, get a PGA Tour card, and all the Europeans that don't get one complain about it. Here's a guy that got one, wins, and calls it the fulfillment of his lifelong dream. <laughs> As he should. Oh, you mean the Made in Denmark Open? <laughs> Did you guys complain about all the Ryder Cup years? Oh, I should have more Americans over here supporting this tour. Your guys don't want to play there. <laughs> Here's your Frenchman saying he just completed his lifelong dream by winning in San Diego <laughs> on a Saturday. Your lifelong dream isn't to win in San Diego on a Saturday? I would. Yes, it is. Would be. <laughs> would it? I, I would, would do it. Be, mine would probably include the Made in Hinterland Open, <laughs> wherever that is. <laughs> but for Matthew Pavon, uh, he's got that win. And it wasn't easy, Chris. No, it was not. Down the stretch, I started to feel a little Jean Vandeveld-esque was happening. I mean, all credit to him. He makes like a 20-footer to save par on 16 because that's where I thought it was. the wheels were going to start to come off. He drains that putt. I'm like, all right, he's going to be okay. And then he missed a three-footer on 17 for, for, and ends up making bogey there. I'm like, uh-oh. And then the drive on 18 goes into the fairway bunker. You hear the announcer say, well, you know, he's trying to get this shot done fast. Let's just get this back in the fairway, not back in the fairway. Hits it in the in the knee deep rough, and I'm like, oh! And now he's taking dead aim for for the uh, for the uh, green with yeah. the pond in front. There's water in front of 18 to par five. Yeah, I thought this is it. This is going to be in the water. We're going to have the John Vandevelds everywhere. But the kid pulls off the great shot and ends up making birdie. But uh, yeah, I was starting to get a little nervous. Like this is going to go down as another you know implosion, and I didn't want to see it. And I'm. All credit to him that it didn't happen. That 18th green at Torrey Pines has seen some really epic moments over the years. Even the Lanier, the, the back where he was, uh, Tiger and Stevie. This is where 08 U.S. Open, Steve Williams has admitted to giving Tiger the wrong number because he felt like he was, he was in between his 60 and his 56-degree wedge. Stevie wanted him to hit the 60. He knew Tiger was going to want to hit the 56, so he lied to him about the number. He gave him a number about four or five yards short to make sure Tiger would hit the 60, it was the right club. He made the putt. That was the expect-anything-different putt that forced the playoff. Um, a couple years after that, you had uh, you had J.B. Holmes where they you know he's back there deciding whether to go for it or not. He wasn't in the golf tournament anymore, and, of course, CBS killed him for that because uh, it took a lot of minutes. Uh, you also had Phil. This is where Phil had laid up and had Bones tend the flagstick on the green. Yes. Front left hole location. So here's a Frenchman in the rough with water in play on the 72nd hole <laughs> with a lead. How long did it take him to decide to go for it? Because I can't imagine it took very long. No, it did not. Uh, <laughs> Jean Vandeville went for it. I'm going to go for it. My ball will, how you say, bounce across the water. Wee oui, wee oui, baguette. If <laughs> he goes in the water, say la vie. <laughs> So, I think that's exactly how it went. Yeah, good for you for, for feeling the Vandeveld vibe. Yes. Yeah, I, it, it, it just it, it didn't feel good, and you're just waiting for the train wreck to happen. And, and like I say, God bless him that it, he pulled off. It was an, an unbelievable shot. If you see the shot from the rough and how deep that ball was down there, I just couldn't believe it. I thought, you know what? You, you, go out sideways. Get, hit, hit it short of the green or to the right of the green. Get away from the pond. Chip it up, make par, and if someone else birdies, then you go to a playoff. Yeah. Don't let this train wreck happen. Don't end right here. Yes, don't. <laughs> well, you weren't the only one feeling that tension. First player representing France to win on the PGA Tour since before World War II. Yes. And the French announcers were pretty pumped up about it. <laughs> I can only imagine what their analysis was when he's deciding to go for it. Here was the French television reaction to Matthew Pavone winning at Torrey Pines. 
the winning putt. Oui, 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 Oh, that's enough. I don't know what that how, was. That guy was fired How great is that? <laughs> how great is that? I love that. Uh, you know who one of the French television announcers often is? No. Jean Vandeveld. Is it? Yeah. Oh, how, how would that have been? <laughs> oh, that would have been priceless. Right? That was not him. I have spoken with him enough to tell you that he was not either of those guys. Um, but that would have been something else. Yes. And I mean, you know, and good on him. I, to your point, I mean, he is the first Frenchman to win on the PGA Tour since 1921. Yeah, good I for mean, him. My perspective is as the other guy, right? You're working with Jean Vandeveld. Here is the dictionary definition of of 72nd hole collapse. You got him sitting next to you. We're watching a Frenchman in the process <laughs> of it. I mean, do you need? Do you feel like you actually have to prompt him? I mean. <laughs> Jean, this is kind of why we have you here. What do you think? Should he be laying this up? Yes. It is funny that you ask me that. Uh, the answer is no. Go for it, Matthew. Go for it. Go for it every time. <laughs> I would have loved for you and Van Devel to be in the booth calling this play or calling this shot. Uh, he was around somewhere. Uh, true story. Jean Vanderbilt, so good. Hang on a second. I'm going to die here for a second. Okay, I'm back. Uh, <laughs> Jean Vanderbilt, I, I can't do the French accent. It's not going to work with my throat. Uh, Vanderbilt, we're at uh, we're at Southern Hills for the U.S. for the PGA Championship that Justin Thomas just won a couple years ago. And logistics at Southern Hills are great. There's another golf course for us to park on. The TV compound is over there. It's right at the corner of the property and right across the street. There is a quick trip gas station with all kinds of snacks. I mean, right, we're driving in. There's a quick trip. It's all good. So every day I'm just loading up with snacks. Couldn't be happier. No bus ride. I mean, we don't the drink that you got that was cold. It's still going to be cold. You're going to be you're going to be at your seat three minutes later. So I go up to the counter there at the, at the quick trip, and sure enough, in the quick trip with two handfuls of snacks for his team, purchasing the stuff for his broadcast team, Jean Vandeveld. Wow, he's a giver. Good for him. He's the snack guy <laughs> on the French TV team. <laughs> That's where he's at now? That's what he's doing. <laughs> Couldn't have been happier. Good for him. That's a game. You know, look, if things happen and you put it in the proper perspective and you move on, right? Good for him. For You know, hey, that's in the rear view. I'm going this yeah. way. I'm not going that way. Very but I, what can I do for my team? How can we make it better? He was looking at, he was looking at my armfuls. Like, you did not get the Twizzler? <laughs> the Twizzler is right here. <laughs> They have three flavor of Twizzler. <laughs> you should get Twizzler. <laughs> I made that up. Uh, so congratulations. That didn't really happen? No, he was at the quick trip. Yeah, he was that buying snacks. That part of snacks. the story was true. <laughs> he didn't care if I had Twizzlers or not. <laughs> yes, he was buying snacks. Nice. So Matthew Pavon wins. Nikolai Hoygaard, uh, not. He finishes a shot back. Nikolai's a Ryder Cupper. Yep. Nikolai has a twin brother, Rasmus. They're identical twins, and they've both won on the European Tour. Yes, it's an advantage for the European Tour. We talked about this last fall. Yep. Right? Yep. I'm not one, sure. One goes into the men's room. The other one comes out of the men's room. Who knows yep. the difference? Rasmus is a little longer than Nikolai. He needs to hit the tee shot on the par fives. So we can do that. Switch-o, change-o. It's like the killer bees. LPGA Tour, they're playing down in Bradenton, the LPGA Drive-On Championship. Nellie Corda goes eagle birdie. She's got a four-shot lead. This is her hometown. How great is that? Yeah. Last week's winner, Lydia Ko, uh, nine under. She's in that group, four shots back. I think I think uh, Nellie's going to walk away with this. Lexi was the talk of the show floor, one of the pieces of talk of the show floor. She's left our friends at Bridgestone. She signed a new deal with Maxfly. Maxfly. Yeah. New ball. Lexi is at, uh, she's tied for ninth. She's six shots back, but that's because there's a four-shot lead. 
But that seems like a blast from the past. Maxfly? Yeah. Who's playing Maxfly? Lexi? Yeah. Me. You? Apparently, apparently Adam. <laughs> Adam's a Maxfly guy? Yes. You could just declare it. I, I, I declared that I'm a Maxfly guy. You haven't seen my sponsorship he's on, deal? He's on their staff. <laughs> Signed an NIL deal this morning. <laughs> Uh, so it, you may not know this, may, I think you know this, but the audience may not know this. Somewhere in the last 10 years, MaxFly has become, it got bought by Dick's Sporting Goods. So I've lost track to see if they're still making the golf balls up there in Spartanburg, South Carolina. They have to be. They had a wonderful facility there. Uh, but Dick's Sporting Goods bought them. So the idea that they would make a super premium tour ball, something that Lexi could play with on tour and be in the top 10 with one round to go, uh, and then decide to pay her for it. I mean, Bridgestone makes a great ball. I think, it, it? I think it's the best ball out there. That's the one I play. So, you know, th- so they're going to make a ball that's that good and then outspend Bridgestone, and that's apparently what they did. It's amazing to me. I, I was stunned when I read that news. And I, you know, to your point, I wasn't sure Max Fly was really still around outside of in bulk. It's sort of it's yeah. sort of like a Kirkland golf ball. Yeah. Right? I, you know, someone playing that on tour. I mean, are we going to hear Jason Day is now playing the the Kirkland golf ball? That's that's where I sort of equated that all to. Yeah, there's no margins in golf balls. So I remember a, an industry guy tell me one time. I asked him. I was going through their ball line. I said, like, "Well, what about this one?" He goes, "Ah, oh, that's our twenty dollar ball." He wasn't even going to give me the spiel. That's, that's our twenty dollar ball. So everybody needs a twenty dollar ball. Well, if you're if you're dicks and your $20 ball, instead of having to pay 16 for it, there's no margins in golf balls. Uh, if because you own the factory and you own the brand, your $20 golf ball only costs you six, well, then you're doing better with your $20 ball. That's what I thought they were doing. Yep. Uh, but that's not what she's playing. She's playing <laughs> a good golf ball. Apparently so. Yeah. yeah. I'm a Shrixon guy, by the way. I see that. You're wearing your Shrixon hat. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, did you know what company has more golf ball patents than any other? I would say it's Rickson. Yeah, the Sumitomo Rubber Company. Yes. Do you know the story about the birth play, the birth of the brand Strixon? No, please share. Uh, no, please I'm going to tell you during the break. Oh. Uh, uh, you're leaving the people hanging. Last, well, they can look it up. Because we got <laughs> other things. We didn't leave the people hanging last week. We told you, last week leaving here. What do we say about Nick Dunlap and his three-shot lead? He's going to lose that lead at some point. He's going to get caught. Said he needed about a three-shot lead. Three shots is about right. I said it about four times. That's about right. Because he's going to get caught. And then the question is, in a sprint like that with the most holes left to play, you're still okay if you get caught. What happens next? And what happens next was fascinating. He had a balky putter. That putter started to go away. Yep. But he got it up and down at 16. He kept it dry at 17. Sam Burns hits it in the water at 17. Ball game, basically. Yes. I mean, it wasn't over because Bezadenhout birdied 18 and now you got to make par at 18 to win he had to go make that four and a half footer to win his first ever pga tour event and he knew it yep and i love i love the comment from the caddy your mother could make this putt and then he steps up and drains the putt yeah to your point it just it really looked like they were going to test him and test his nerves and let's just see what this kid's got you know burns made a run for a little while kind of kind of you know gave it to him a little bit by the way, he collapsed on 17 and 18, kind of took a little bit of the pressure off. But Bazaden, who was just sitting over there, ready to take the gift if he was going to give it to him. Sure and was. to his credit, I mean, look, that wasn't a, an easy chip on 18 either, by the way, because yep. you get a little too, you know, blady with it. And now that now it goes into water and everything's over. Fortunate right? that it got out of the dormant stuff and got down into the overseas. Don't know how that happened. Yep. Uh, but yes, the and the four, if he misses the four footer. This isn't just a Nick Dunlap thing. This is any kid, any amateur. You had a four-footer to change your life, and you missed it. I feel like you had no chance in the playoff. Right. I feel like the golf tournament ended right there, and Christian Bezadenhout was going to win. Yep. That's the way I feel. Don't know about that. Maybe we'll find out, because then the question becomes, so he plays it as an amateur, he wins as an amateur. Uh, He was in the Masters anyway. Either way, if you turn pro, take the exemption, you're in. If you stay an amateur, you're in because because of the U.S. Amateur. Uh, he was in the U.S. Open either way. They give you that as well. Uh, he was in the British Open if he stays amateur. What tournament? The British, you know, the, the only Open <laughs> they play in Britain. The Britishest Open of all of them. <laughs> think wow, of I... the Britishest golf tournament you can think of. <laughs> That'd be the British Open? That one. Now? Yes. Mm, okay. <laughs> he was in that, but now he's not. But he's got a chance to get in through World Golf Rankings. 
He was not in the PGA Championship, but now he is because he turned pro on Thursday. Yeah. That's, you know, look, for for a kid that won as an amateur and all that sort of stuff, I'm sure it was a tough decision. He said it was the toughest decision of his life. I'm sure it doesn't come easy. But all of a sudden, you've got, you know, you're in all the, the signature events, right? So now you know you're going to make the cut in those because there isn't one. You know you're going to make money there. Who knows how many companies are now coming at him to give it. look if i'm if i'm his his uh his agent i, I just left 1.6 million dollars on the table back there i'm gonna need whatever your offer is plus 1.6 to make my boy whole so i'm sure that's going on what you know what what's going to be you know we we know these these guys are like nascar drivers so the, the left chest is worth x the the left sleeve is worth y the hat is worth you yeah. know, another thing. So there this was, kid's got a lot going for him. There was already something on there. So that's the thing. Since they relaxed the rules of amateur status, he had Adidas shirt. He had the Adidas hat. He had a tailor-made logo on the side of the Adidas hat. Had tailor-made clubs. I think it was even a tailor-made bag. So he was getting paid by all those guys. You're right. You walked away from the million. I thought it was 1-3. Was it 1-6? I thought it was 1-6. Okay, we'll go with 1-6. That's a better story. <laughs> you walk away from a million and a half dollars that you're not getting back. So, yeah, you can go to Adidas and say, I need a little more. Uh but the big reason why he turned is he's in Pebble Beach, which is 80 players, 20 million for the total purse, no cut. Yep. You're not going to get your 1.6 back. If you win it, you're going to do better than that. <laughs> uh, but, and then you're in all of the signature events the rest of this year. If you let this ride, if you stay with the team and play in the spring and go try to win a national championship, that's priceless. That's what he would have stayed amateur for, to go try to help his team win a national championship. They were eighth in the fall. So that's a national championship contender. Uh, you're trying to do that. But you'll never get back these signature events. No, you, you could, but you're starting from scratch with the signature events. Right? As opposed to right now, you've only missed one. That was the century, which, by the way, you're in next year. And you get to show up at Pebble Beach, no cut, $20 million, 80 players. Yeah. Hard to pass that up. Yeah, that's what you would have been walking away from. Right. And, you know, again, to your point, you, you start stacking up these events and, and, and all this money – Right. Yeah. I mean, you finished dead last. You're still walking away with a nice check. Something. Right. I mean, how, how much of that money are you going to keep, you know, walking away from? And, and what are the what's the opportunity that something happens down the road? You, you tear an Achilles, you do a thing, you got a shoulder, you got an elbow. All of a sudden, you know, you, there's nothing guaranteed about next year. Plus, like all other great college athletes or most other great college athletes, Nick Dunlap was at was in college to become a pro professional golfer. Right. He was not there to become something else. And here it is. You earned it. It's being handed to you, but you earned it. What What are we doing? You know, you just achieved your goal. So not a surprise. especially. So he was in this week, Torrey Pines, and he withdrew and he went home because it was only a Wednesday start. So he had one fewer day. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're going to play from from Palm Springs to Torrey Pines, you're not even going home. So when he withdrew to go home, that's he was going home to tell everybody goodbye. Right. And that's exactly what he did. And – Hundred percent support it. Yeah, I think it's the right the right decision. Again, you're leaving too much money on the table to walk away from it in the hopes that you can regain it back a year from yeah. now. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. All right, we're all caught up. Chris and I were down at the PGA show, the merchandise show. J.R. Ross was down there. Don't know where he is now. He's still <laughs> lost. He and his wife were going to the Bahamas. I don't blame him for missing the show for the Bahamas. Uh, so we scoured the show floor. <laughs> to find all the latest news. We gave you some of it already with the Lexi Thompson signing. Uh, all the coolest stuff. But most importantly, we found the dumbest stuff. <laughs> and you are going to want to hear what we found. Mine wasn't even an exhibitor. No? Nope. I thought it was. And it never will be. <laughs> we'll tell you what we're talking about next. It's the Golf Show on The Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Welcome back to The Golf Show, your Sunday morning tea time with Brian Katrick, presented by Clickies Cards and PlayTheGolfIsland.com. This is Atlanta's Golf Station, The Fan. AFC-NFC Championship Sunday. And all the fun that goes along with it, it is The Golf Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. We are so glad to have you with us. Along with Chris Mascaro, the Next on the T podcast, I'm Brian Katrick. The always anonymous text line pointing out right before we went to break there, right as we went to break, uh, you know, Georgia Tech's own Ollie Snyder Jans, guy that was a star as an amateur, much like Nick Dunlap. Uh, uh, 
all of a sudden the putter dries up. You never know when the putter's going to dry up. Just go get it. Yep. And he went and got it. Uh, all right, PGA of America's Merchandise Show. This is, uh, you've seen this on TV. Golf fans have seen this by now. Some of you have even been down there. Uh, the Orange County Convention Center there, oh, it's expanded across the street. That one in Las Vegas goes back and forth. Every year, one of them is the biggest convention center in the world, and I don't know which one's the biggest now, but <laughs> it's very, very big. And it's wall-to-wall. It's a one mile from one end of the convention center to the other end of the convention center. And half of it, when you walk in, the left half is all full of equipment. Uh, and it's not just drivers and putters and wedges. Some of it's like the uh, the, the ball pickers. The latest in ball picking technology was there. Uh, the the things that wash the golf balls, all the golf carts, all the push carts. I wanted to find a push cart that could follow me. There was one. Yeah. No, yeah. There, there, was, there were probably 50. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pine Tree's got the uh, – oh, I just threw my thing over my shoulder. <laughs> I can mess. see how JR got lost at this golf show. Yeah, we don't know. We have not seen him since then. He's, he's still there. I, I, I mean, you know, the convention center is a mile long. Usually yeah. you can pick JR out from a mile away because last year he had like a neon green or yellow shirt that kind of lit up the hallway as he was walking down the paths. This year, I nothing. Yeah, I did see him. Did he you? Was, he was subdued from previous years. Yeah, he wore all the, the bright stuff before. So, so yeah, one of the – Pine Tree's got the, the tempo walk. Is that club car? I forget who makes that. But they have the tempo walks. They also have them down at Bobby Jones. Yes. And uh, those things are just state-of-the-art. Love those things. That's one of the great things about playing at Bobby Jones. I mean, the golf course is fantastic just as it is. But getting to have one of those, you got to reserve those in advance. But, my goodness, I love that. And it just follows you. It just follows you. That's it. Yes. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> a lot of guys have the thing that they can drive with the remote control. I'm not out there to play a video game. The game I'm there to play is already hard enough. Just just have it, have it follow me. Yes. So I saw several of them. I found I saw one that uh, that I liked, fourteen hundred bucks. The problem with the tempo walks is they don't sell them to the public. They're not available. I mean, they look like they're going to be very expensive anyway. But uh, they're they're big. I can't fit them in my car. <laughs> I've tried. <laughs> Wait a minute. Dump that. <laughs> All right, don't dump. Uh, but. So I found that. I mean, you're looking for good things. Other end, The other half of the building is all the soft goods, all the, the clothing manufacturers. Did you go down there this year? I did. Okay. And, and the thing that I always, the last couple of years that I have found interesting is the, the Greg Norman stuff. Yeah. And you still see the shark. Doesn't say Greg Norman anymore. Oh, it's just you the see shark. the shark. But I thought, you know, when I, when I walked in last year and that was one of the first things I saw, I said, really? Really? PGA of America, PGO show, Greg Norman stuff? Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I would have thought I would have thought that got on the band list, but it didn't. But it didn't. Yeah, still there. There's a band list. Just, I would guess there's not a band list. Twitter thinks there's a band list. But I want to know what's on the band list. Chris Mascaro, who also hosts the I Love Live, and if you live love, <laughs> you'll love live too. Podcast just told you that if there was anybody that would ever be on the band list, it would be this guy, and there he is, front and center. And there he is. Well, it doesn't have his name. Took his name off. I wonder if they took his name off because his it's, name is on the band list. It's somebody else's shark logo. <laughs> it's the Roy Scheider collection now. Credit to you on that one. For those who are younger than us, that was the guy from the original Jaws. <laughs> uh, so we know who it is. Stuart Sink was at last, I mean, I think it was last year. I don't know what he's wearing now. I don't want to throw Stuart on the bus. We love Stuart. He was wearing it. They've got tour players out there. Yes, they do. And it's just got the shark on the back. Yes, they do. I know the the year that I worked with him at the Masters, remember they were shooting the 30 for 30 with him. And uh, I don't know if you've told this story or not, but they were shooting the 30 for 30 at the time. And at the time, he wasn't a villain yet. So the 30 for 30 was going to be a sympathetic piece. That's not yes. what it turned out to be. No. Um, but because I was going to be sitting next to him all week, he very graciously, I got a box of stuff. I wasn't with Bobby Jones at the time. There was a little hiatus there. I got a box of stuff to wear uh, because my shoulder, if my shoulder was in it, I was sitting next to him. They're shooting him, but they were going to get me, and it may as well be a Greg Norman shirt. Stuff was great. I loved it. And there is a GN collection also. So I actually don't know that I saw his name very much. You saw the shark, and there was a GN. But I don't know that I got his name on any of the stuff. I'll have to go look. Yeah, check that out. It's good stuff. I'm glad that they were over there.
Yes. I didn't. I didn't get past the middle. No. No. no you didn't see any of that stuff. There's nothing for me over there. <laughs> no. I feel so fat when I go to that half of the <laughs> merchandise show, as opposed to the other side. <laughs> I'm, You're right at home. I'm a triathlete on the, compared to the guys on the other side. <laughs> Man, I am Mr. Universe over there with the wedges. <laughs> I go to the I go to the clothing side. Man, I ate half the people on the other side. I'm carnivorous. <laughs> Now come on! I mean, I mean they, they cater to the golfer. You're in, you're no different than any other golfer in your build. I follow uh, I follow my salesman around. He didn't take me over there. No, I think, I think wisely. <laughs> he knew. <laughs> he just I'll I'll catch you later. <laughs> BK, you want to go this way? Right. There's nothing for you over there. All right. So some of the ideas though are not great. Not the best. So let's get to the dumb ideas. I've actually got two. Oh. All right. So okay. I'll, I'll lead us off. And then you can do one, and then I'll do one. And if Jr. remembers that he used to do the show and calls us, he can do one. <laughs> I think he remembers. He's probably listening on the app, but he didn't do this homework assignment. So he's going so to pretend that he doesn't have a signal. He uh, can tell us next week. Oh, look at, look at Adam producing. <laughs> <laughs> that is my job. I am the executive producer. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I see this. This It's a golf tee. All right. There's, they've, they've reinvented the golf tee every year. Yeah. This one wants to be eco-friendly. All right, I'm not against that. Uh, but they've, they've accelerated the, the, the curve a little bit. They've got three mason jars sitting on the counter, and they tell you that these dissolve, the teas dissolve in water over time. But when they say over time, they mean in a day. Wow. Because the mason jars are labeled, this tea was in there since 8 a.m., here's the tea we put in there at noon, and here's the tea we put in there at 3. And so you can see the teas in various states of decomposition. Well, the one they went, they put in at 8 a.m. was gone. All right, so that's very effective. They accomplished their goal. But here's the problem. What happens when you've got a rain delay? <laughs> you played the, club down rain. played the club championship at Dogwood. We, we played for three and a half hours, stopped for two, had to go back out there. What, what is my, what's going to be in my pocket <laughs> when I reach in there to get these teeth? I've been rained on for four hours. I need a tea. What what's going to be in that pocket? You're going to Ireland. You're going to Scotland. You're going to go play out out at the, any one of those golf courses. You stick a peg in the ground. Yeah. You're taking a practice swing. The next thing you know, the ball's on the ground. Ball's gone. <laughs> if you could time that out really nicely, <laughs> probably pick up some extra yardage. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so I didn't think the uh, you're going to make them water soluble. I didn't think making them that fast was a good idea. I thought that was a waste. I don't remember the name of the company. I wouldn't want to run them down anyway, but that was a dumb idea. It wasn't the dumbest. That was a dumb idea. What color was the water? Well, it was... So was the it clear? Was it you get it like a muddy kind it of... It was very muddy. Okay. Yeah. The, the teas were green, so it was a very unappetizing look. And I'm a guy that drinks Mountain Dew. It was a very <laughs> unappetizing looking color. So... Nice. Yeah. What'd you see? All right. So, my, the Wasted Wedge captured my attention. It's... Four shot glasses welded to a wedge. And wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Please repeat that sentence. <laughs> the wasted wedge. The wasted wedge. Go online, wastedwedge.com. It's a wedge that's got four shot glasses welded to it, obviously metal shot glasses. And you pour it along. And, you know, their, their, uh, their tagline is more shots, more fun. So you come along, and I actually heard there, there was a couple that were standing there with me, and she was obviously either beverage manager at a golf course or the, the cart girl, and she said, can you imagine this on the beverage cart? Like, there you go. You're pouring shots. You're, you're drinking along the way. I don't know if that's good for, or for the game, and, and, you know, I'm not sure if that's the group in front of Brian Katrick that you're, you're all that happy about this product. But it seems like something that uh, has some legs. See, and usually, you can, you can do it with. They got it with the hickory clubs. Nail it on there, like you know, like we can go okay. old school too if you want. A little novelty. There you go. Usually, when I have more shots, I have less fun. <laughs> or you've had less fun, which led you to having more shots. Either which way. Yeah. I think it's an interesting concept. I don't know how many you're going to sell, but uh, interesting concept. 
uh, I saw, I walked up to one, the idea of a novelty gift and the idea of a tea gift also. I walked up to one of these things and I thought this is the stupidest thing. I thought it was actually going to be my entry into this. But two things happen. One, he looks at my badge and he goes, oh, are you Catrick and McGinnis on tap? I was like, okay, well, now you're playing to my ego, so you can't be the dumbest idea. <laughs> you're clearly the best listener here. And then he tells me, he tells me the little the the trinket they were selling was this, it's a tea gift, and it was it would be a great tea gift for a, a tournament. This this is something that would I, mean, I don't even get into it. Uh, it would attach to your bag, so and it's small. So no matter what, if you went to if you went out of town for this tournament. It's going to fit in your travel bag coming back home. It's left-handed. It's right-handed. It fits everybody. A, a gift that falls into all those categories, much like your wasted wedge. Now, your wasted wedge isn't going to come home with anybody that didn't bring golf clubs with them. Right. But this thing was a very small trinket. It was only about about eight inches or so, a little bit bigger than a sleeve of golf balls. And while it was a little weird from a tea gift standpoint, you could put logos on it. So that's what he was trying to do there. You know, I carry my golf bag. I was not attaching this contraption of his to my golf bag uh, to do what it said it did. But as you a tea want, gift. You yeah. don't want to say what it was? No, I don't want to say what it was. Oh, okay. I mean, because he recognized me. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly has discerning taste. <laughs> so I got as close as I got to that clothing side. I had a meeting right in the middle. In one of the PGA of America hubs right there in the middle. And I got over there and I got there a little bit early. So I zip out the main entrance, just right out there. I'm going to see if there's a snack, uh, if there's a bathroom. So uh, I, I zip out the main entrance, and I see the dumbest idea. Oh. Here is a guy, and he's, he looks like he's walking. Looks like he's roller skating, but he's roller skating very close or very slowly. He's got these things on his shoes, all right, and they, they're called moonwalkers. So think about, it's about a six to eight wheel contraption that he attached to the bottom of his shoes. And he says that it can get you walking up to 15 miles an hour. Oh. Get you, it's, he said it's like, the, uh, it's like the moving sidewalk at the airport. Nice. And who doesn't love the moving right. sidewalk at the airport? Yes. I love that. He says, where, I said, are you, are you showing here at the show? He's like, oh, no, we're selling these to folks like yourself. You can rent these and go in there and walk the show. And I was like, oh, boy. Oh, what sort of waiver do I got to sign for this? I don't know if you've seen. He must have seen the people going in the clothing side. Because <laughs> there wasn't nobody going in the club side that I was strapping eight wheels to their feet. That wasn't a good idea for anybody. You could have been boarding people. I mean, you know, we go back to your hockey days. This was the most dangerous idea. This is borderline irresponsible. I feel bad even talking about it on the radio. <laughs> Don't. You shouldn't do this. I played hockey for a long time. Right. I'd have killed myself on these things. <laughs> 15 miles an hour. By the way, where in the show floor are you going to walk 15 miles an hour? Could you imagine that? No. No. Not in, not in the mass of 100,000 people walking up and down the main corridors. You doing 15 miles, anyone doing 15 miles an hour, even in, you know, when you've, if you've got good balance, yeah, is dangerous. Most people, not so much. Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah. This is a dominoes thing is about to happen. People are going to be human dominoes. <laughs> yes. I see on their webpage, they've actually got pictures. Uh, they've got it. They've got a, a, a Kickstarter. Look, if you feel like this is going to do something, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I feel like somebody's going to get killed wearing these things. They've got a picture of steps. I'm not going up and down the steps in these things. What are you crazy? Now, did they no. roll? Does it roll on the fairways? I mean, can I get a? Can you get a little pickup in the I game? I don't think it was designed for grass. It says. It also says hands free. Yeah, it's because you're going to break both your wrists. You're going to be hands free for six months after wearing these. Hopefully, you've got a caretaker at home. Good lord! And by the way, the guy that was doing it, normally the demoer. This is an expert in the field. This guy looked like it was his first time on the Moonwalkers. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't look like he was super comfortable there. I think that was his <laughs> uncle's invention. Can we go get pizza yet? Uh, is it 2.30? You said 2.30. I want to take these off. Wow. 
Uh, so I, they, they were not exhibiting, <laughs> and they never will. <laughs> now, I think you should have bought a pair of those, kept them in the golf bag, and then for the, for the folks in front of you that are playing a little slow, hey, I got a little something for you. <laughs> Saw this at the PGA Merchandise Show. Might look good on you. A magical new way to walk, but at the speed of a run. <laughs> Magical's one way to put it, <laughs> Your Honor. <laughs> Mr. Trotter, Mr. Trotter. <laughs> wow. Overruled. <laughs> All right, so, uh, so that was the that dumbest was thing I saw. Yeah, that's it. You got anything? You're nah, done. no, right. I'm, I'm done. Uh, thanks to JR for contributing. When we come back, we're going to answer one of the most asked questions that I have had in my golf broadcasting career. Oh. This is one of the most popular topics and it came up again this week i'm excited i don't know that we're any closer to any answers but i get more questions about this guy than i get about tiger and his name came up again who are we talking about you're gonna hear it next it's the golf show on the fan 680 and 93.7 fm before you hit the links start your morning with the golf show presented by cliggy's cards and play the golf now back to Brian Katrick on Atlanta's Golf Station, The Fan. Didn't see the Cliggy's Carts guys down there. They would have had the best booth, though. I can already tell you that. If they were there, it was going to be the best booth. I didn't see them. I didn't get to see it all. I was only there for a day. Did you get to see it all? I would say I saw pretty much everything. Okay. Uh, I was there for two, so I get, I get twice the time. But. Golf show on The Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. All right, who is in the world? What what golf figure have have I been asked about in my career more than Tiger? That sounds like a that sounds like an exaggerated tease. Adam has got know, his hands up. I know. Is it Danny Willett? It is not <laughs> Danny Willett. <laughs> no. Wow. Well, no. What a guess that I'm was so Danny sorry. Willett because he's so popular. No, you probably get the same questions. What about Anthony Kim? Anthony Kim. Wow, he's the Sasquatch of golf. Yes. I've seen him. Someone saw him. Haven't seen him in a long time, but there's been a rumor that it, there was a sighting. About every two years, somebody writes the uncredited sources, Anthony Kim's about to come back story. We've never even gotten to the bottom. Here's what the public believes. I can't even tell you if any of this is true. Uh, here's, here's what is true. He hasn't played a PGA Tour event since 2012. Withdrew three weeks in a row, and then uh, it was, he was battling a bad back. Uh, he was a, he was a juggernaut. He was a star. Loved him. Fun to hang out with. Great guy. Great player. Uh, was going to be the future of the game. He got hurt. It happens. Back injuries. Worst thing for a golfer. Uh, so he goes away in 2012. We didn't know how long he was going to go away for. But after about five or six years, people start saying, where's Anthony Kim? And that's been the topic. And so the word is, you know, the rumor is, oh, he's got this big insurance settlement. And we had been hearing things like 40 and $50 million. And back in 2014, that's a that money wasn't in the game. The Tour Championship, the, the FedEx Cup was $10 million. Here's a guy that got a $40 million insurance payment just to not play golf again. Well, of course, that's what's going to happen. And then every once in a while, you'd see him. He'd, he'd, make, he'd show up somewhere for something. He did uh, Tiger's Golf Clinic one year uh, for one of, one of Tiger's things at Pebble Beach. Um, but still, and the, the rumor was, if you, your insurance settlement was, you get that money until you play professional golf again. So... Don't know if that's true or not. So the latest story, golf.com reporting that they've got some unnamed sources. They think he's about to come back, Chris. He's about to come back. We last saw him. He was 26 years old, multiple PGA Tour winner. That was 2012. 38 years old now. 38 years old. Hadn't hit a meaningful golf shot in 12 years. You want to get all worked up about Anthony Kim. <laughs> I'd love to see him come back. Yeah, so would I. I mean, look, he was a flamboyant guy, you know, out there who everyone remembers the, the huge belt buckle AK <laughs> on that, you know, with, whether it was diamonds or whatever the heck it was. But he was sure. a flamboyant guy. You know, he was going to be, to your point, you know, he was going to rival Tiger. He was going to be the, the face of the tour, this, that, and the other thing. And then, then we lost that. I think it's interesting that all of a sudden now he's going to come back on the PGA Tour. No, he's going to get, he's going to go over there on live. They're going to pay him $500 million and that's where he's going to go. All this speculation, but to your point, the guy hasn't played a, a golf a golf course or not a golf course, a golf tournament in, in nearly a dozen years, and everyone wants to get all worked up about that. I mean, I just think it's just because 
the, the whole, you know, he's Jim Morrison. He's disappeared. He's on an island with Amelia Earhart and Eddie Wilson and all those. Elvis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and now all of a sudden he's going to be, you know, on the first tee, you know, of Pebble Beach. That to me is incredible. Right. So, again, this story has got nothing firm in it. Interestingly enough, the premise this one's working on is that the live offer is only $10 million. All right, so that's complete garbage. He's worth more than that to that league. They don't care about money anyway, and they, they balance that out. That that's, they feel like that's what his insurance settlement was. So after years of hearing that it was more than that, and we're now hearing it may only have been 10, well, that's plenty. I don't know what – this is not, it's not my area of expertise. $10 million seems like enough. 40 seemed like great. <laughs> I don't know what he got. I don't even know if he has it. The insurance policy situation is just an assumption. It's not been confirmed. We don't know. No, but to your point, though, if, if that, it, let, let's just say for argument's sake that it was a $10 million payout, right? And now we, all of a sudden he's going to come back. Well, that insurance company is going to want my, I, 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 we need my $10 million right. back, right? So you're not coming back to break even. No, and so live makes perfect sense because they can just hand them a lump of money right there, and a 38-year-old that hasn't played golf in 12 years, that's perfect for live. Nobody even knows how they keep score over there. We're not watching it because it's not on in Atlanta. It's completely irrelevant. It's the perfect place for Anthony Kim if this offer is even true, if this story is even true. So I, I wish we had something more firm. His name has come up again I wish I had an answer. Could be like, whatever happened to Anthony Kim? I'd love to be able to tell you. But this story does not help. I can't tell you anything based on this. No, but if, you know, to your point earlier, if it's $50 million and that's what it's going to cost me, you know, on live, if I'm, you know, yes or our mind, $50 million, hang on, I'll be right back. I got to go to, I got to go to the truck. Yes. I'll be right back and here you go. If he's not holding it on him, <laughs> yes, that deal was done and it would have been done two years ago. Yeah. You know, that, that was, if, if he was interested, he didn't even have to be any good. No. No. He's worth he's worth twenty five million to you as an announcer. Well, he's he's certainly worth a whole bunch to you if he's on the first tee. He doesn't he can go out and shoot eighty four. Who cares? Right. It's Anthony Kim. Here well, he is. What was he in Poulter's last tournament score over there? No idea. It's not on their website. Wasn't on TV. Nobody cares. <laughs> so well, but he, Anthony Kim playing. Oh, the jogger set. I don't. That's. I don't know that the jogger set would no, get this. No. Would woke golf Twitter be as crazy over Anthony Kim now as they were ten years ago? No. No. Does Adam they, Cook, Does Adam Crooks care about Anthony Kim? Adam <laughs> Cook doesn't care about Anthony. <laughs> Adam Kim. Cook is a world class club rep. Worked for the PGA Tour Superstore forever, and he now works for Cobra. And he's welcome on the show anytime. <laughs> Sorry, but one of you, one of the Adams, knows more about golf than the other Adam. <laughs> But does this one, I won't even say which one, does Adam Crooks care about Anthony Kim? You're 21. Even know who uh, Anthony Kim was. No. Yeah. If you told me that it was Danny Willett, I would care about Danny Willett. Right. Did, did the 24-year-olds. You know, Dutch Chaffee Barnrat. Did the 28-year-olds even know who Anthony no. Kim is? 100% no. And that's the demographic golf is stumbling all over itself to cater to right now, even though they're broke. The, the twenty-eight-year-olds don't know who this guy is. No, but it's like a it's like a sideshow circus that you're going to run Anthony Kim out there, and you're going to run the backstory and everything, and all of a sudden he emerges. I mean, they'll have dry ice, he'll come out of the fog. Yes, you know, and all that sort Still of stuff. Still a good idea. Yes, yes. it's fantastic. Because the fifty-year-olds who were never going to watch your product, who love Anthony Kim, who actually have money to pay for the sponsors you don't have, would watch to see yes. what Anthony Kim's got. A hundred percent. We'd find out if we got the CW app <laughs> or whatever it is. Facebook Live. I don't know what they're doing this year. I think, the they, got a, I think they got a guy with a bullhorn this year. And if you want, you can do it. A GoPro? <laughs> it's GoPro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they got. But he would bring eyeballs to it. Yes, 100%. And I'm, and I'm there for it. I want to see it. Yeah. So I wish we could tell you anything more definitive, but there are stories about Anthony Kim being written this week. Uh, and the thought that he might uh, might actually jump on the PGA Tour. He would come out and have status immediately as a past champion, not to mention he would have uh, all the sponsor exemptions he wants. Wait, he won yes. the PGA Tour? <laughs> See, this is when you should have been quiet. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the show was good. When you named yourself the producer, that was good. Executive producer. We, did, that was, we were sitting on that. 
You decided you're the executive producer now. Yes. We were going to sit on that and maybe wait a couple of weeks. Nope. I think you're the assistant to the regional producer. That is not true. By I am the executive week. producer. There's nobody else here producing. Hmm. He'll be the station manager by next week. I don't know if I'd go that far. All right, here's a true story. <laughs> this this isn't this isn't just going to run Adam down, because uh, I have no business running Adam down. I love Adam. I've known Adam since he was born. Uh, this is all of us. Our executive producer can't figure out how to turn the lights on in his room. <laughs> and that's a true story. Because we can't figure out how to turn the lights on in this room either. <laughs> I was lobbying for In the Dark by Billy Squire to be the opening song. Yeah. So, uh, so you may as well be the executive producer. <laughs> I'll take it. We're in the dark. We've been in the dark for an hour. I, I can't do anything about the dark, man. It's not your fault. Not your fault. I'm not the technical director, just the executive oh, producer. Oh, good call. Oh, wow. Credit again. That's twice. Wow. Okay. Adam's already learning a lot of stuff. Very proud of him. Indeed. Okay. Uh, well, Chris, great work. JR, that was excellent. Your best show ever. <laughs> Uh, I could be on the show next week. I feel like wow, I could be. Really? Doing Pebble Beach on PGA Tour Live. I'll be on the Golf Channel on Wednesday, also doing On the Range. But I don't think we're playing golf at this point, so I'll probably be here. Find out. Enjoy your day of football on the fan, 680-93.7 FM. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation, like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Hey, sandwich lovers, today's your lucky day. There's a whole new way to roll for lunch or dinner delight with Nucky's Hoagies in the Roswell Corners Shopping Center. Now open, Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell is family owned and operated by the subsisters, Stacey and Shannon, whose love language is food and Nucky's Hoagies, their passion. When you bite into a Nucky's Hoagie, you'll taste the difference. The softest hoagie rolls ever, along with hunger-quenching sandwich combinations. Make Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell on Woodstock Road your new favorite spot for lunch or dinner. 